Good morning. It has been a wet summer, and that's a problem for me, hanging out on my patio. In fact, I started writing this episode on my patio before the rain, once again, chased me indoors. But my income doesn't much depend on the weather. If you're a farmer in Loudoun, on the other hand, it does. For Thursday, April 2nd, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com slash advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com slash advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The soggy summer we've been having is doing more than putting a damper on picnics. The record-breaking rainfall this year has farmers reeling and some rethinking what crops they plant next year. The National Weather Service counted 11.21 inches of rainfall at Dulles Airport in July. That shatters the previous record for July, which was last year, with 8.08 inches. In fact, it's one of the wettest months they have recorded, if you don't count 1972, when Hurricane Agnes wreaked devastation all along the East Coast. If you're curious, in June 1972, the National Weather Service recorded more than 18 inches of rainfall. No other records going back to at least 1960 really come close to that. But hurricanes aside, for example, the small team at Bainham Family Foundation Farm near Middleburg has been wading through mud and standing water to harvest their tomatoes before they lose them entirely to fungus. Tanya Taylor, who runs the farm with her husband Casey Clark, said the wet weather creates perfect conditions for fungal diseases. And the few organic methods they use to keep that fungus at bay, including plant-based fungicide, won't stay on the leaves in the heavy rain. She said they just have to harvest what they can before the whole plant dies. Or maybe you've been to Vanish, one of the breweries near Luckett's. As you may know, they grow more than five acres of hops on the farm there, and one of the biggest problems they have to deal with is mildew. The farm's founder, Jonathan Staples, said after it stops raining, you get hot and humid conditions that encourage mildew that can wreck a crop. He said you can't plan for this kind of weather. You just pray and wait to see where you're at when the rain stops. Over in one of Loudoun's most famous agricultural industries, the grape growers aren't quite at red alert yet, but they're hoping the rain lets up soon. Mike Caney, owner of Sunset Hills Vineyard near Percival, said they're not yet at the critical stage where they want it to stop raining, but they'd like it to rain less. He also predicted there will be less wine produced this year than years past, and the weather is to blame. It was raining in late May and mid-June when the grapes were flowering, which affected the fruit, and then once the fruit starts to form, they want enough rain to keep the grapes healthy, but not enough to dilute them. In fact, they'd like to see a mild drought. There are some people who are liking the rain. Alan Cochran, who raises sheep near Lincoln, thinks the rain may be to thank for one of the best years his flock has ever had. He said the rain keeps down parasites and has put more grass in his pastures than ever. But after near-record temperatures in summer of last year and the rain this year, farmers may have to rethink what Virginia weather looks like. 
Taylor, over at Bainham Family Foundation Farm, said she has yet to experience what's supposed to be a typical growing season in Virginia, and she's considering planting crops that do better in wet conditions like rice. She said, if you want to talk about climate change, this is it. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, Loudoun could be the latest of several Virginia jurisdictions to take opioid manufacturers and distributors to court after the county government brought in a law firm to measure the costs of the opioid epidemic to the local taxpayer. And if the county decides to go ahead with that lawsuit, it could be far-reaching. Board of Supervisors Vice Chairman Ralph Bona said the county could be going after manufacturers, distributors, pharmacies, the whole supply chain. And if they do that, they'll have the option of joining one of the several ongoing lawsuits in state and federal courts or filing their own. This comes after Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring filed suit against Purdue Pharma in June, arguing the company's practices violate the Virginia Consumer Protection Act and accusing the company of a decades-long, complex, large-scale campaign of misrepresentations and deception. Purdue is the manufacturer of OxyContin, among other things. He said at the heart of the problem were the company's lies that its opioids were safe, had little risk of addiction, and were more effective than other painkillers. Herring's lawsuit also argues Purdue promoted a made-up condition called pseudo-addiction, in which signs of addiction just meant patients needed higher doses and lied about the risks of higher doses. Herring is one of several state attorneys general that have sued Purdue Pharma. Loudoun County attorney Leo Rogers said his office has been following this for several months. He said a consortium of law firms specializing in this kind of work would assess the county's damages for free, and if the board decides to move ahead with the lawsuit, the county government would retain a law firm for a percentage of whatever money the county wins. And he said about 25 localities have already done this. But at the heart of this is a big question. How do you measure up all the costs of the opioid crisis to the county's many departments? Of course, there are the direct first-order effects. You get things like that the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office has begun equipping all of its patrol deputies with naloxone, which is an emergency treatment to reverse opioid overdoses. It's the stuff in the nasal spray Narcan. In the Fire and Rescue Department, they've carried injectable naloxone for decades, but they've also begun carrying Narcan and training EMTs to use it. And the County Department of Mental Health, Substance Abuse, and Developmental Services has launched Revive Training, which teaches people how to recognize an opioid overdose and use Narcan, and comes with free Narcan. But then there are, of course, all the other impacts the epidemic has had on the county directly or indirectly. Sanford Heisler Sharp is with the law firm looking into that for Loudon. Attorney Andrew Miller said that his firm is assessing the direct cost of the epidemic through a comprehensive analysis that takes into account the complexity and multifaceted nature of the harms inflicted by the opioid epidemic. In an email, Miller wrote, quote, The opioid epidemic has had a profound impact on spending and localities across the country, and we suspect that Loudoun County is no exception. Some of the direct costs that we will consider include correctional services, policing services, court administration, social services, foster care services, emergency response services, educational services, mental health and addiction treatment services, and certain publicly funded health services, end quote. Loudon's attorney Rogers said the vast majority of opioid addictions in the world are in the U.S. because in the U.S. we promote opioids as pain management. He said it's a crisis of the making of manufacturers, distributors, and benefits managers. By the way, if you want to get that Revive training, you can find out more and register at loudon.gov revive. 
And the county has moved up funding for improvements on Evergreen Mills Road and Watson Road. This, of course, comes after two fatal crashes on those roads last year. Instead of waiting for the county's capital improvement program, which is updated each year with the county budget and covers six years of construction, county supervisors have asked county staff to bring some near-term fixes back up when they decide what to do with the county's year-end fund balance. A county consultant has recommended approximately $1.2 million in near-term fixes in that area to try to reduce accidents. The proposal includes a wide variety of projects, such as adding reflective material on guardrails, creating wider edge striping on the roads, and installing speed display signs. There are also larger projects to be funded by the Virginia Department of Transportation, like intersection improvements. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, it's National IPA Day. Really? That should have been a news item. Anyway, it's National IPA Day, and to celebrate, Old Ox Brewery is releasing its limited edition Hoppy Place. Flavor Food Truck will be there, Loudon's favorite food truck after the results of our Loudon Now Reader's Poll, Loudon's favorites. And there are limited quantities of Hoppy Place available. It starts at 4 p.m. And Bike Trail Brewing in Leesburg is hosting Bingo tonight to benefit the Humane Society of Loudoun County. There's a prize for the winner of every game. It's from 7 to 9 p.m. tonight. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, drop by some of our dwindling supply of fresh produce and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. <laughs>